You're listening to Church on the Park Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. to have Daniel and Diane sharing and ministering this morning. And they'll share. They just went on a recent trip. Uh, I, I gave them full freedom for whatever God's put on their heart. Um, so, yeah, they can, they can go for it. Uh, we, may need, just be, uh, we may need to kind of help them get through. So I'm going to give them the mic, and it's over to Daniel and Diane. Father, bless them. The word that they share, what you've put on their hearts. Amen. Yeah, and I'll move here. I'll move here. The Zoom is here, so that's the people I'm going. Can they see you? Hopefully, they can see you. <laughs> okay, we should talk amongst ourselves for a bit. He's not ready. Good morning. Hello to the people I can't see. Hello to all the people I can't see, and I'm glad I can't see you. It would scare me. Hello. You're not ready yet? Oh, don't we look ridiculous with these things hanging off our ears? Really ri- ridiculous. Ugly. We weren't too sure what, what the procedure was, so we came safe anyway, just in case. Good morning, everybody. Can you see? Yeah. All right. Right. Welcome to church. Actually, welcome to us because we've never been here before in this very vicinity. Different, different floor. I think we were. Were we here? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. All these wonderful, beautiful faces. Everybody ready to receive? Yeah. That's good. Okay, I'll just I'll give it to Diane first. She can, she can pray. Jesus, we're really glad to be here this morning. Yes. You know, you're always the same, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what's happening inside us. You're always the same. 
And that is such a comfort, Lord. I just pray, Holy Spirit, come. Please help Daniel and I with this time because you know we don't know what to say. He's got notes. I've got none, Lord. I'm the interrupter. Yeah, I know you know. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, we just want to dedicate this time to you and we pray for inspiration, Lord Jesus. Inspiration without perspiration. Let us not work so hard we forget how generous you have been to us, Lord, how much grace you've given to us. And please bless the preacher. Thank God, then. And help me not to get overheated with the mask on. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Oh, the sign of the times, isn't it? I thought just some funny things. Some things, some things gave me the giggles this morning, so I thought we'd share it with you. These are some signs, creative signs people have put out during the times of COVID. I never imagined I'd go to a bank teller with a mask on and ask for money. <laughs> this is very good for because it's birthday, birthday day today. Pretty wild that we used to eat cake after someone had blown on it. (laughs) And for you guys out here on Zoom, me, this show is boring. My boss, again, this is a Zoom meeting. (laughs) 2019, avoid negative people. 2020, avoid positive people. <laughs> and this one, <laughs> and this one's the last one, last one. A little bit, little bit naughty. If you're ugly with pretty eyes, this is your moment. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> on that note, I'll put my mask back on. No, that's kidding. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> now, everyone, I'm going to start. But before I start, I'll get everyone to stand up. We're going to do something. What we're going to do is pretend you have a big cup in front of you, okay? Full of the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to pour. Just pour. And you guys on Zoom too, pour down. Lord, we're just going to drink all of you, Holy Spirit, as much and as much as much of you. Let it just overflow, Lord. Let it get ugly. Let it get messy, Lord. But thank you. We just want you more and more of you. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Sit on down. And today we're going to talk about the Lord. The Lord spoke to us uh, while we were away. We were away in June for 15 days. And the Lord spoke to us about many things. But there was one aspect, he woke me up a few last week sometime, and he says, I want you to share about this. So we're just going to talk about that and see where, where, where it goes. But just for some statistics before I give you the title of what God wants us to say, is that we, we traveled for 15 days. We covered about 2,600 kilometers. We piled everything into our car as much as we could. And we gave, we connected with significantly with about 44 different people. We gave away 266 Bibles, 
And all up, we gave away about 360 things, including blankets and boxes of groceries from you guys, from us all. Um, six prophetic paintings. We gave away bookmarks, the diners, handcrafted and made photo books, just a whole lot of things. About 29 bookmarks and, yeah, and just prophetic words that we met. We had a lot of God appointments with people. But the Lord wanted to share this wanted for us to share this with you guys today. The title it would be, Glenn's probably good, it's better with titles. He can, he, can, he can hone it if he wants. Full permission. Seeing after the Spirit, no longer after the flesh. Okay? And just so you know, uh, God won't let us talk about things unless He's actually taken us through things. So this is not theory. It's what, we, what we're going to share with you is what we've seen and what we've heard. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. That should be on your notices. That's the verse for today. And I liked the Passion Translation, and it says this. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion. That's really important. And holds us tightly because we are convinced that He has given His life for all of us. This means all died with Him, so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for Him, the one who died for us and now lives again. So from now on, we refuse to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. In, in the olden English, they, they call it looking, no, no longer see people after the flesh. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Jump in any time. Okay, now I'm just going to quote from somebody and you guys can guess who you think this person is, okay? You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas or Peter. Okay? Yep, exactly. I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Yeah. I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. If you pretend that, you know, you met somebody in the street and somebody said things like that, you think, what on earth? You know what I've discovered? That Jesus never moved out of the Spirit. It says the Spirit, when He was baptized, the Spirit came upon Him and remained. And I just think it's just brilliant. He also said something very much in the Spirit and not in the flesh, because you can't do this in the flesh. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse dirt who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Interesting. So Jesus was there. The Lord was challenging us. He wants us. That means the potential and the reality is that we can actually live from that realm too. And this is what this morning is about. Okay. There's something that uh, Diane wrote in a blog on, a, on, on day 1608, 1608, just something. It says here, 
Everything we seek to know about walking with Father God is made clear by the attitude we have toward Him. He who comes to God must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You and I will have to use eyes of faith to see His goodness in the middle of chaos. We are no longer designed to live in the flesh because the flesh does not get us anywhere. We all face chaos, but God's goodness does not falter, nor does it change. The problem we have is that the people of God are not living by the Spirit. There was chaos on the earth when the Holy Spirit came, but He was working inside the chaos. When we are overwhelmed by trouble, we need to get out of the flesh and into the Spirit. We must put aside our knowledge and go after His. Unless we do that, we're limiting God to our own understanding and opinions. God wants us to believe in His goodness. When Moses asked to see the Lord face to face, God responded by telling Moses he would pass all his goodness before him. So seeing things after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Now you could talk for five Sundays about this. We're not going to, okay? But what we want to do, our aim is to share some testimonies with you because it is by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony that we defeat the enemy, okay? And it's also to help encourage you and if there's something for you, in every testimony, there's a spirit, of, of, there's a spirit of, of prophecy. So you can say, that's for me, and you can claim that for yourself too, okay? Now, seeing after the spirit and not after the flesh, it's the eternal, not the temporal. It means to live, live our life out of that identity. Who belongs to Jesus here? Yeah, cool. So you actually have a new identity. But what God wants us is not to just visit that place, but to live out from that place. The flesh operate, makes us operate from our understanding and use us as the reference point. There's a good scripture in Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, 14. Joshua's intent on defeating the enemy. He comes towards Jericho and he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword. And Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? And this person replies, neither. He replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Often when we live in the flesh, we have our point of view and their point of view. But God said to me last night, he, said, he woke me up at 1.30 and says, write this down. So I'm like, I'm writing it down and writing it down. And he says, there's a third point of view. There's always a third side. Practice a lifestyle of help, help. That's saying to God, what do you think? He's the third side or the first side, really, we should go to. The side of the Holy Spirit. Okay, cool. There are some points I want to make. The first one is, I'll just make it very briefly because it's just too big to cover. But it's this. You want to walk in the Spirit and see in the Spirit and not after the flesh? You have to learn to value and host the presence of God, His Holy Spirit. Because you need His eyes to be able to see the situations around you. Okay? So you need to be able to say, okay, welcome you, Holy Spirit. Not what I think, like Joshua. He had to be reminded there was a third point of view. Okay? There's another side. And God wants us to be on His side. But in order to see from His point of view, we need to have His eyes. So to host His presence. So to value and host His presence, the Holy Spirit. So right now, Lord, we just ask Holy Spirit that you would just come and just come and just 
not just visit, but invade and take over, Lord, our lives. The second point is this. To see in the Spirit is to see through the eyes of love. To see that everyone is significant. To see the diamond or the gold and not the dust or the coal in a person's life. To see past the ugly in the person into the person that Jesus died for. There's a scripture in um, 1 John 4. In the message version, it says, God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has to run off the house, becomes at home and mature in us. And he goes on to say, we are going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we love. Our, that always reminds me, the eyes of love. There was a really grumpy person we met in Tasmania on a different trip. Really grumpy. I'd say in 16 years of traveling, in over 260,000 kilometers, I have not met a more grumpy person in the flesh, right? And I came back to the car and I said to Diane, because she was waiting in the car, uh, this is the most grumpy person I've ever met. And Diane said, bless her. She's always in the spirit. I'm not. <laughs> said, I feel this bookmarks for her. She made the special one. She prays for everyone. So I go in and I give it to her, and she just cracks up and bursts into tears and says, this is what I need right now. And right on the spot, she gave her life to Jesus. And it's like, go figure, right? Eyes of, eyes of the singing spirit, look for the diamond, look for the gold. Don't look for the grumpy, okay? Don't look for the, don't look for the coal or the dust. And there was another person, Kaz, we met on our trip, last trip, this trip up north. Oh, it's an interesting encounter with Kaz. I go in and see Kaz is where we're staying, near Ely Beach. And I go in and the Lord says, Diane said, I've got this bookmark for her. Give this to her. And I give it to her and she starts to melt. And then God gives me a prophetic word for her. And, and before you know it, and says, Kaz, God wants you to know that he knows your life. He's crazy about you. And that he knows that life has kicked you in the guts. She starts to cry. And then she starts to, and tears are just dripping down her face. Just because God's just touched a real person. Whether you know it or not, often we don't walk around in who we really are. We put on defenses, we put on masks in order to cope with life. Okay, but God is just so good, he will go right past it. And later on... <laughs> We had more experiences with Kaz, and did you want to share about that? So the TV goes bung, and I'm kind of restricted to the TV and what I can watch on it. We take all sorts of things with us, but I can't go outside at this time because of COVID. Fortunately, now I've had two jabs, so I can. And so we had to tell this lovely lady who was in charge of everything, the TV went bung. We got to meet the other Kaz who came upstairs and started accusing us of doing evil things to the television. And I got so mad. And I'm like, help, help, Lord. And I got so angry. She was very, very grumpy. And the Lord said to me, behind that is fear. She is afraid that she will get into trouble with the people who own the place. That's an expense that they don't want to make. So you need to be aware that she is afraid. It seemed to help him a lot more than it helped me. 
I was still like, razzle, 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 grump. We never did anything to the TV. At one stage she was saying, you've got too many things that are all together in front of the smart TV. They're all sucking the power away. That's not why it's working. And I'm like, that isn't logical, lady. Okay. I do this at home and nothing collapses. Anyway, in the end she recruited people to come help her rouse on us. And there were three of them standing in the lounge explaining to us how we'd done an evil thing because the TV had broken. Fortunately, (laughs) one of them was a very nice man, a very nice fellow, who said, I've got a spare TV. And we went, okay. And he brought it up and I kid you not, I don't know what size your TV is, but we don't have a huge TV because, you know. Anyway, behind there, if you have a little look and turn around, you'll see the TV was about the size of that picture on the wall. No commenting on what sort of TV you've got, by the way. No judgment. And I said to him, are you sure you can spare that? Because it's so much bigger than ours was. And the man <laughs> said to me, oh, lady, I'm all right. I've got one in each room and one on the wall. It's the size of the wall. And I thought, okay, that's where all this is coming from. All the bad news is huge. Anyway, he brought up his TV and he was very sweet about it. We never did see the other Kaz again. She disappeared. We only met Grumpy Kaz. And that's when the Lord started to talk to us about seeing people after the spirit. What you see is not the real person. And I'd say that's probably about 95% of the time. Particularly in an environment like we're living in now. With this COVID roaring about, we don't know who's going to get it next and what's happening next. It absolutely flavours people. And I mean this very kindly. And it's no disrespect to anybody. People are even afraid of getting the vaccinations because the media has promoted fear. Um, The vaccination put me in hospital once. The second time, praise God, people prayed for me and I didn't have to go again. Throwing up merrily. I'm not a good candidate for any sort of injection, let alone a flu or COVID virus one. You have to move past fear. You have to ask yourself, and this is the first clue in this, ask yourself, am I acting from fear or from the prompting of the Holy Spirit? So the first point again, we need to value the Holy Spirit. We must need to learn how to value, how to host the presence of God. Somebody very famous once said, how do you do that? Just pretend the Holy Spirit is like a dove that sits on your shoulder. How would you move about? And he said, very carefully, mindful of the dove. And that's what it's like. And that's what we saw everywhere we went. We would value him because like our very lives depended on it. When you're on the road, and you don't know what every day is going to happen, to, 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 how is it going to unfold. You rely a lot on him. And so we were like, Lord, you know, we need you. And we need you not just to, to do what needs to be done, but we need you just like air itself. And we learn to value who he is. Secondly, to see through the eyes of the Holy Spirit's love. Lord, give us all that, those eyes to see, Lord. Thirdly, to see through the eyes of hope, to comfort, to call forth destiny instead of defeat and despair. You can do it. 
because that hope lives within you. Even though sometimes you don't feel like you do, you do. Because Colossians, Colossians, it says, your life is now hidden. Who? Where? In Christ. Here's a verse of Scripture, Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Here's another way to put it. This is the man who spoke in the Spirit all the time. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Okay, by letting your light shine, by showing hope, what, what's happening? You prompt people to open up with God, which is what we found. Everywhere we've been, we've been doing this for 16 years. Even the toughest, roughest people end up on their knees weeping before God because how, I can't believe how this God who's supposed to, be, supposed to be distant loves me that much and knows that much about my life. And so with that, to see through the eyes of hope, the hope that the Holy Spirit brings, we want to share the story of Jeff and Karen. For those who, some of you have not read our newsletter, so we, we share some of these stories with you. The night before, we were traveling from Maryborough to, Bund to Bundaberg. We're all Queenslanders, or maybe we, most of us are. We know where Maryborough is. We know where Bundaberg is. The night before we traveled, the Lord woke me up and said, I want you to stop in this little town. I was looking at the map, and, and God said, I want you to stop in this little town. And I'm like, I'm in, back in Joshua again, being in my, my point of view, saying, but, but we're not staying there, Lord. We're not staying there. And he says, but I want you to stop there. Not just there. I want you to stop in this. There's a motel there. I want you to stop there. I'm like, okay. So we... Um, just to put you in the picture so you're not looking at us as big spiritual, you know, terrific people. I'm like, when he told me, I'm like, you've lost your mind. Lord, he's lost his mind. Why are we stopping there? It takes us half a day to get there. And I am too tired by the time we get there to manage what is there. Why are we stopping there? And God said, be quiet and go along with him. So I did. Meanwhile, word of the wise to ladies here with husbands, being quiet and going along with him can be very profitable. Sometimes we fall down too. <laughs> anyway, this is a little town. It's, you know, you've, you've been to towns like this. There's one main road, there's a pub, there's a post office, and there's a motel, right? Okay, we're driving and we drive to the town and I'm like looking because God didn't say anything else. Because I, I know why he didn't say anything else. Because he doesn't like to, because then we get fat heads. We think, oh, I know what's happening now. And then you stop listening. But what, he just said, go there. So we're like, I'm driving through the, into the town. I'm like, okay, oh, there's the motel. There's a big no vacancy sign. So everything was against it. It's 12.30 in the afternoon. It reminded me of um, Jesus, you know, um, on his way and he stops by the well. It was around about noonday, right? It was, it was an interesting thing. Anyway, we pull in. No big, no vacancy sign. We pull in and we're, and we're like, um, park the car and like, okay, we're here. <laughs> it's like, you know, you want like a secret 
Mission Impossible. You want some, some, something to happen where that'll tell you what you're supposed to do. Anyway, we turn the car around and we just park and we wait. And the owner comes out and he's this elderly gentleman. And, um, and I said, okay. And I said, uh, we're not sure why we're here. Um, we felt that uh, Jesus led us to come here. Um, <laughs> and uh, first of all, because we, carry, we were carrying about 400 Bibles, so I said, do you need Bibles for your motel? Yes, please, he said. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good beginning. I'm thinking, that's a good beginning. That's, so he said, I said, how many do you want? He says, oh, as many as you can give me. So I pulled the Bibles down. And then, and then I said, um, the Lord led us here. We're not sure why. But I believe, we, we believe that he's led us here f- for you. And he starts to cry. And he says, I'm not coping very well. He said, <laughs> he said my wife is in Melbourne and they've just gone into lockdown. This is the beginning of June. She's been there for a few weeks. She can't get home. And she's there visiting my, uh, our daughter and our granddaughter who was born four months ago. Her name is Lily and she needs a liver transplant. And, uh, and he's crying away. He's crying away, and we're like, I'm thinking. <laughs> so it's really quite huge for God to send us there. So 500 kilometers from Brisbane, God sends us on a God appointment at a time, because there is no more vacancy at a motel, but it's a quiet time because people often check in check out at 10. They don't check until 2 o'clock. So 12.30 is a quiet time. So we can't talk. So 500 kilometers, God sends us there. We didn't know why. The, the, the idea of God's heart is starting to unfold before us. So I said, the Lord has sent us here. Guess what? My wife's had a liver transplant. And he starts to weep even more. And, and do, you, do you want to share a bit more of that story? Just that I was able to tell him that I'm 32 years post-transplant. So there was a lot of hope for his little tiny granddaughter who wasn't yet two. She wasn't two. Four months old. Yeah, that's right. She was only very, very tiny. Very frightened. Too small to have the operation yet. Has to wait until she's two to have the operation. And I was able to tell him about a friend of mine who'd had children after the transplant. Because all these things when you're a grandparent go through your head. Well, you know, is she going to be able to have babies one day when she grows up? How will this affect her life if she survives? So I was able to tell him, I've got this friend and she's got two kids and they're all going to university. And they told her she couldn't have any. And they told her she couldn't breastfeed her children and she did anyway. Um, She's a Christian, by the way. She didn't take all their advice on board. She prayed instead, which, by the way, is a very good thing to do. Pray instead. Don't just take their advice on board. Um, And... He was just weeping because he had given up hope. The Lord told us a long time ago, his people are warriors of hope. You know what a warrior of hope is? They fight like mad to bring hope to you. And believe me, in this journey, we had a lot of fights. We had to ET phone home a number of times to get people to pray for us because I'm not always well. And he since hurt his foot and he has a sore back. So we need help to do this. But what that should tell you is anybody can do this. It shouldn't be you looking at us going, oh, wow, you know, they go out their mission. We're not. 
We're just bods who follow the Holy Spirit. And you will never have more fun than when you follow the Holy Spirit. Trust me. Here's an interesting fact. This is a, a drawing Diane made on my T-shirt. And it's a, a drawing of a, a dove. Can you see that? And it says, Warriors of Hope. It just reminds me. I wear it. It's like my badge of courage, you know. And interestingly, we've been doing this for 16 years. So like, well, I don't know how many, probably about 50, 50 trips we've made all around Australia. And every trip we've made, we've always seen doves hovering over the car. Actual doves. And it's like, anyway, that's just an interesting thing. I think it was the Lord saying, you're, 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 you're the man of paste and flour. You're fledgling faith. You need a bit of faith. So I'm going to encourage you. I think that's that. Anyway, and Jeff, let's go back to the story. This little town, Jeff, is weeping away. He doesn't know Jesus. He doesn't know Jesus. So we're able to say, do you know God sent us personally to you because he is just crazy about you and he knows how hard your life is right now. And, it, and I'm saying, do, would you like us to pray for you? And we're able to share the good news. And he's like, yes, please. Anyway, so we, 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 give, him, we, we, we give him not just Bibles. We're able to give him a bookmark for his wife who's stuck in Victoria, a pen for him to remind us. We didn't, I don't even think we shared our names. Anyway, doesn't matter. After that encounter, which was just amazing, we left to continue up north. Twelve days later, on the way back down south, back down south, the night before again, God speaks to me, God speaks to us and says, I want you to stop at that motel again. So we're like, okay, right. And just so you know, the backstory, you know, I love this, you know, the the era of Marvel and, you know, DC Comics. Everybody likes the backstory. Um, God got me painting some prophetic paintings. And uh, I didn't even think of it. That's how silly I am when we were going up north. But God knew. And on the way down south, the night before, God says, I want you to give this particular, he's got the original, uh, prophetic painting to Jeff and his wife. I didn't, we didn't know whether Karen, his wife, was actually out of lockdown yet. But this, I'm going to show you the painting. This is a photocopy of it. Can you see it? I'm just going to lift it up here. So. Anyway, we pull up. Jeff, again, no vacancies. It seems full again. Around about the similar time. Jeff sees us in his office and he comes running out. He sees our car and he says, wait. And he runs back into the office and he says, I'm going to grab my wife. And he grabs his wife and they both come running out. Anyway. Um, oh, okay, Right. To, uh, the painting is actually a painting of a man's hand with a child gripping onto his fingers. And it says, hold on, I'm not going to let go, basically, it's what the painting is. So it's a man's hand with a child holding onto it. And anyway, we... Um, he didn't know when he painted that where it was going. It's really important that you get this. 
Sometimes God will ask you to do the daftest things and you'll fall on your head and feel like a goose. Are you ready to feel like a goose for Jesus? Because that's what it involves. Sometimes you look like an idiot and you wish you'd never come. And I comfort myself at those times saying, I'm never seeing these people again, ever. (laughs) Unfortunately, with Jeff and Karen, I did. I tried to talk him out and God said, shut up and just let him go there. I'm like, okay, Lord, like I said, wives, listen to your husbands. Anyway, out comes the wife. We get to repeat the story because the numpty had barely told her about that. She had only arrived back two days before. She'd had an adventure of her own to even get back. She couldn't land the plane where she wanted to. There was a huge storm and she had to land somewhere else and he had to drive miles to go and get her. And she was all full of her story and eventually we got to tell her about Lily and about me, the whole nine yards. And then Dan looked at the painting and said, it's a baby's hand. So he looked at him and we said, we know. We know that we know that we know that we know God's got Lily. She's going to be all right, mate. Do you know what Karen said to me? That's Jeff's wife. I believe that God has come and visited us personally. Do you know, um, then Karen said, that picture is going to go somewhere where we can see it every day and it's going to remind us because you know what? It's given us hope, she said. It's given us hope that God's got us and everything's going to be okay. When you walk in the Spirit and not according to the flesh, you see the most magnificent things happen. We didn't prompt her. She actually said, we believe God's visited us personally. When we drove off, I still realized we didn't give them our names, which is great. So he know, they know the name of Jesus. They know that. One more. Last point, the fourth point. So the first one, value and host the presence of God. Secondly, to see through the eyes of love. Thirdly, see through the eyes of hope. Because you're, God's put you a light and it's not a secret to be kept. Okay? And the fourth point, last point, see to see in the Spirit is to see through the eyes of faith. To point to the possible and not the impossible. To seeing through the eyes of faith means that sometimes the most impossible things are the most logical things to happen, okay? To be a thermostat and not a thermometer. You know what that means? A thermometer will tell you the temperature of the room as it is. But if God makes you a thermostat, then the eyes of faith will mean that you can determine what temperature the room is supposed to be. Don't let the circumstances around you dictate the atmosphere around you. Let God dictate the atmosphere around you. And you know, you can do that. God's given you that precious Holy Spirit. The powerful, He is the most powerful spirit in the room. Even if you're not conscious of Him, the number of times, even though we're not like, thinking directly about the Lord and you walk into a room, God can change the atmosphere. People get either attracted to you 
That's the downside. Some people get really repulsed by you too, and you haven't even said anything. Okay, yeah. But, you know, the rewards of seeing God work, wonderful, to bring His kingdom, to shift the atmosphere. Here's a, uh, a last um, testimony, and then we will pray. We were praying. It says, God, show us. You talked to us about seeing in the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Show us. So one day, and God got us doing these little assignments. We were, we were going on a, a ferry ride just because there was one person that God wanted to speak to. We went on a tuk-tuk ride because God wanted to speak to the tuk-tuk driver, which, you know, where do you want us to go today? The markets. Let's go to the markets. So we go to the markets. And I've usually got this bag with me. I'll show you this bag. Uh, I, um, for those who are listening, I often carry, um, I always carry a little uh, tote bag with me. And inside I've got Bibles. I've got pass it on cards. I've got all sorts of things, including money, vouchers that we give, to, give away freely. But um, I forgot it. I left it at home like, in, like a nana. And um, we're in the markets. I'm like, okay, God. But God said, bring, bring, bring a painting. Bring some paintings. So we did. And we were just going through the markets. And we met uh, Charlie and Renee, a young couple, entrepreneurs, selling. We know those tents, you know, those markets. They were selling a, a massager. And we thought, oh, yeah, we had a look at it. Then we walked. We finished the markets. Nothing seemed to happen. We'd had some conversations, bought a hat and... Gave some things away, but not nothing significant happened. At the end, after leaving the markets, God spoke to us. God spoke to Diane and said, I feel we need to go back to see Charlie and Renee, the massager. And I said, okay, because we've learned to trust each other. Really important. You've got to learn. You've got to be able to mix and to be that intimate that you trust each other. And so we, we go back, and on the way back, I felt the Lord say, pull out the painting of the kite surfer. And the, Lord, the Holy Spirit said the same to Diane. Pull out the painting of the kite surfer. Did you want to? This is another painting I made in early May. I'm not a painter, okay? God gives me these pictures. God gives me these, these pictures. And, uh, and I, every time I'm like fully intimidated and going, how do you want me to paint this? Because I don't know how to do this. Okay. Anyway, we go, we, we, oh, actually, that reminds me, Pry. Did, did anybody here feel this touch their hearts? Yeah? Well, this is for somebody here. Who wants it? The first person put their hands up. You can have it. <laughs> I've, got, I've got another one. I've got another one. We'll give it to you later. Okay. Anyway, yep. So um, we go back and we see Charlie and Renee. And we're still learning about seeing in the spirit and not in the flesh, right? And um, we tried to massage her. Oh, it was horrible. We couldn't. We just dreadful, dreadful. (laughs) And we're just like, okay, we're not here for the massager. Anyway, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, all right, we're not here for the massager. We must be here for something else. And God said, you know that prompting I gave you? Go on, pluck up your courage and pull it out. So I pulled it out. I pulled this out. And I said, oh, 
And Charlie is, was sitting like Gideon is at the back right now. He's sitting in his chair, really trying to be comfortable. And he's laid, but he's more laid back, more, more like one of you guys in your nice, comfortable chairs out there. He's laid back. And his, his partner, Renee, was sort of trying to sell this massager. And I was like... We buy one, you know how people do that? She thought, oh, they might buy one. But when we weren't buying one, she went off to find other people that would because she was there to sell things. So God said, God pushed me back and he said, go on, open your mouth, say something. So I'm like, see, faith changes the atmosphere, right? So um, I said, well, guys, I've got something strange to say to you. I hope it's not. We're going to get a gift for you. God speaks to me, Jesus speaks to me, and most people will just throw me in a psych ward. And, um, and sometimes he speaks to me in words, and sometimes he speaks to me in pictures. And he gave me a picture, and I've painted it, and that's a gift for you. And it's a painting of a, a kite surfer. And Charlie, who's sitting right back, he leans forward, and then by this time, he's walking towards the front where the massages are, and he's listening, he's listening. And I'm like, oh, hello. He seems very interested. And Renee is backing away because I'm talking about God. So it's interesting. Things according to the spirit and according to the flesh. We could see Charlie. We could see all of a sudden Charlie's spirit. We could see in the spirit that Charlie's heart was open. And Renee's was closing <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> but it was interesting. He came forward. And you know what he said? Could have blown, blown us over with a feather. He said, I had a dream about a kite surfer last night. He said, I don't kite surf. I've never dreamt of kite surfing. I don't want to kite surf. But I had this strange dream about, a, about not just a kite surf, but about kite surfing last night. And, we, and God's like, you, know, you can see the Holy Spirit going, see, I told you, I told you. <laughs> so we're able to share about, about the Lord and about his good news. And I was able to say, I said, Lord, I need words. And he said, see the kite surfer. The sail is completely useless and will not take the kite surfer anywhere without the wind. And, his, and he got really more electrified. He said, oh, it was really gusty with wind earlier on. This tent we're in. The wind just picked it up and moved it two feet. And it's like, God gave him a visible illustration. And so that, and I was able to share and say, just because you can't see the wind doesn't make it not real. God's like that just because you can't see him. And he's like, oh, I've got goosebumps everywhere. And I'm thinking, you know, that's the kingdom of God on the outside. You know, do you want him on the inside? Yeah. And, um, and he got, and we were able to share. We were able to, he was able to receive. And it was just the most, and, and he said, oh, no, I'm going to keep this, and I'm going to put it up somewhere, and it's going to remind me about Jesus and about what's happened today. And, I mean, like, go figure, huh? And I'm painted that in early May. And that happened, encounter happened in June. So you never know. God gets you to do something, what that means. You don't have to know the whole story. Don't. 
That's where faith comes in. If you knew what you were going to do, you wouldn't have to have faith. You'd just go ahead and do it. The faith is you have to wait on him and keep following the breadcrumbs. I sound like Hansel and Gretel, don't I? Okay. Whose heart's been touched by this? Who wants this one? <laughs> you don't have to. Do you want it? Yep. Okay. That's for you. Absolutely. I've got a spare one if anybody wants that one. All right. We're finishing. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how to. Can you? Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? The things. We have many, many more stories, but we, we just don't have the time. But who feels encouraged today? Excellent. That's what it's for. Lord, not just let them be encouraged. Give them a real deposit, Lord of your presence. And even those on Zoom and those who are listening in, give a real deposit of your presence now. Lord, we just pray for a firing of the coals of their hearts to just be ignited right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you had us advertise you. So it's really up to you to turn up at their house and tell them what they can do. Can I begin to tell you how excited I am that Liz and her beautiful husband are going to reach out to people in the community. We have to go out, folks. We can't stay in here. Ask God, what is the way you want me to reach out? Because sometimes all you do is lift somebody's spirits. We've led one person to the Lord in 16 years. There are a few near misses, but one person in all that time. But I can't tell you how many people cried. Don't try to be the ball game. Be a step along the way. I had steps along the way to being born again. I didn't just arrive there. God poked me a number of times with things I saw. And then I pushed it aside because I didn't want to know because it was going to cost me something. Let the Lord use you to give somebody else hope. Actually, that reminds me. There was one other person that came to the Lord. And it was because we had a spare pair of shoes. We had a spare pair of shoes out in the town of Inglewood. 900 k's west. And um, he gave me a pair of shoes I didn't need or want. And God said, put it into the back of the car. What's it going to hurt? We go there and this man, um, I, I pulled out of the car again, same thing. Um, seems really strange, but do you need a pair of shoes? And he starts jumping up and down. And he said, he was, you know, Patrick, More Patrick's, yeah. And he said to me at the end of the conversation, he gave his life to Jesus. He was a Muslim. He gave his life to Jesus. He said, if you told me you were a Christian at the beginning, I wouldn't have listened to you. But because you brought me a pair of shoes, and then he, he was jumping out and you know why? He said, look at my shoes, look at my shoes. I'm like, this is really strange. I, he's asking me to look at his shoes. He says, I've got, the pair of shoes we brought him was a pair of rock ports. They're nice shoes, they're expensive shoes. And he said, look at my shoes. And his shoes that he had on his feet, were rock ports. And he said, but look, it was really worn out. It was old. And he said, I, I walk everywhere. I don't have a car. 
And I was just looking last night, how on earth am I going to replace a pair of shoes? Because I need a new pair of shoes. And God brought a pair of rock ports. And I said, before you celebrate, because I still didn't have a lot of faith, why don't you just try it on? See if it fits. (laughs) And he puts it on. He's like jumping up and down even more because it fit perfectly. How do we know that, you know, let's see in the spirit and not after the flesh. Here's a charge for you, Matthew 10, 5 to 10, in the message version. And Jesus, we just thank you for this time. Whatever you do in his name today reveals the Father's heart. Just remember that. Whatever you do today in his name reveals the Father's heart. Matthew 10, Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far off place to convert unbelievers. Don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. And all you need to keep that going is three meals a day, travel light. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Honey, do you want to say anything else? Shall we pray? Okay. Dear Jesus, we just thank you for this time. We just thank you, Lord, for this moment in time. Lord, I just sense your presence just pregnant with purpose. Not just in this place, Lord, but I'm believing that in every Zoom household, every person listening in, Lord, that your presence, your very precious Holy Spirit is just impregnating the moment and filling every room, Lord, as you are here. We just pray right now, Lord, that you would just, every person here and every person listening, that you just give them something of your presence right now. In Jesus' name, open their eyes, Lord. Lord, let us not be an Isaiah that says, who is blind but my servant, who is deaf but the one who serves me. Let us open our eyes, Lord, that we will see you. Open our eyes to see the world, not as the world sees it, with intimidation, with fear, with despair, with anger, but to see this world the way you see it, as Precious, blood-bought, full of glory, full of power, full of the goodness of God. Give us ears to hear you, Lord. Lord, put into each person listening here a value for your presence. Right now, Lord. And to be able to see through eyes of love to see through eyes of hope, to see through eyes of faith, because that's what is going to change the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll pass it over to Pastor Glenn. Amen. Let me just say, I believe that's a word in season for us. Amen. Now, and uh, let's give them a nice 
Round of applause, just a thank you. And you have something yet? Great, come, come forward and just. Um, the Lord's had it burn on my heart yesterday, uh, Friday and yesterday, that um, about rising up in the authority that we have and forbid COVID-19 to cross the border into Queensland. I know we have cases here, but they're under control. They know where it is. But the flood or the, the cases in New South Wales that are creeping closer and closer, it has burned in me um, for days that we rise up in the authority we have. I've, I've been praying daily and I'm asking the church if we could stand and if we could close our eyes and imagine... We're on the border of, between Queensland and New South Wales and we're standing there and we forbid COVID-19 to come into Queensland. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just, we want to stand in the authority that you've given us, Lord. And we say you will come no further. You will come no further in the name of Jesus. We pour in the spirit, we pour anointing oil on the border between Queensland and New South Wales and we say you will not come further. You will not cross over in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're just declaring for all and praying for all of Australia. It seems like a very bold prayer, big prayer, impossible prayer, but a COVID-free Australia in Jesus' name. And that this country would be a place of refuge and healing and the power of God and supernatural protection. It's been like that for a while. But Lord, we pray for the completion of that and the driving out of this COVID in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, and Lord, we want to pray for all those families that have been affected by COVID. New South Wales, Victoria, Father God, even in Indrapilly and all those places, Lord, where there's been such fear and confusion and judgment Lord God, we just want to pray, Lord, for your healing and your comfort, Lord, to flow into each household. Lord, where there's been fear, Lord, let them come to just break through the veneer of the, the barrier of fear and disease and, and, and anger and anxiety, Lord. And instead, we just pray for release for your peace. Like Jesus said on the boat, Lord, don't you, I mean, the disciples said, don't you care we might die? And Jesus woke up from his peaceful slumber and said, peace be still. And we just pray for release of peace into the storm right now in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Two more things I, I, I'm going to share here. And one is uh, Lillian's vision. So Lillian had a, I think she's still there. Lillian had a vision while worshiping. So this is the vision that Lillian had while worshiping. While we were worshiping, excuse me, I'm trying to do two things. While we were worshiping, I had a vision of us being little children, and God was leading us to all his treasures. And when I went to pick them up, there was too much 
for me to carry. So that was Lillian's vision. That has to do, you know, with a number of things that happened in this meeting. Let's remember the points that Daniel shared. Value and host the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. And that's really our goal for Church on the Park. Every time we come, we're church in the city today, but every time we come, our one goal is to host God's presence. Let him do the work. Today, the worship was going out into the mall. Maybe it's bouncing off the uh, buildings and different people hear it. And then... Daniel said, see through the eyes of love, see through the eyes of hope, and see through the eyes of faith. Remember, faith, hope, and love. Amen? We are to see through faith. We are to see through hope. We are to see through love. Amen. So those are the last things. I'm going to pray a blessing. Um, Anna, did you want to play? Did you guys want to just sing? One song as we end. And if we all stand, we're going to end with, we're going to end with worship. Father, we thank you for your words. We stretch out our hand in faith that we would walk seeing in faith hope, and love. Especially when we're challenged that you would remind us of these things. We pray for Daniel and Diane that you would refresh them, encourage them, let your hand be upon them. Lord, just full healing in Jesus' name for Daniel's feet and back and strength strengthening supernatural strengthening for Diane let's let's all stand now guys let's stand now we're going to bring one last offering of praise to the Lord thank you Jesus let's just again open up ourselves and to the holy spirit and drink in the holy spirit Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we pray all those people that Daniel and Diane touched, all the seeds that went out, cause them to grow. Let them be watered. We got to get our eyes on the harvest. In, the, in this time, we can't get self-focused or who's, who's in the church, who's staying, who's Who's coming? Who's going? We've got to get our eyes on the harvest. There's many that are just right there ready to come into the doors of the kingdom. And we need to see them. And every day we need to get get up and just believe that God used me. So, Father, open up our eyes that we would see the harvest. And we would be people who share the good news in creative ways.